podcast formerly known as The Good Old Days. I'm Jasmine, and this is Killing Nostalgia, a historic true crime podcast. And thank you so much for joining me on yet another episode. I have a really interesting tale for you today, but before we jump into that, just a reminder to go ahead and follow me on social media. If you were already following the good old days, don't worry. The accounts are the same. I've just changed the handles for all of them. And on Twitter and TikTok, that is at darknostalgia underscore. Instagram and Facebook, that is at Dark Nostalgia Works. You can also check out everything that I'm working at on my website called darknostalgiaworks.com. And again, if you already had the good old days website saved, it'll just redirect you right to that brand new website. On there, you can find everything that I'm working on, everything that I have worked on in the past. And I do promise Dark Nostalgia Bakes is coming really, really soon. I just have to make a few tweaks to things before I'm happy to publish it to all of you lovely people. Now, getting into this week's story, and honestly, this is a tale that could have been written by the person that it is actually about. This week, I'm going to be talking about the mysterious death of Edgar Allan Poe. And honestly, this is a story befitting Poe. If he didn't orchestrate this as his ultimate final work, then it must be a terrible coincidence. Maybe life mimicking art, that sort of poetic outcome. If you don't know who Poe was, then you've probably at least heard of some of his work or seen some of the numerous things that have been influenced by him. He was an American writer and poet known for works like The Raven, Annabelle Lee, or my personal favorite, The Telltale Heart. And that is a story about a murderer whose conscience drives him to madness. Poe seemed to have a fascination with the macabre, and writing in the early 1800s, I'm sure he had endless material pull from. In fact, I watched a movie just the other night based on a supposed comedy by Poe. And yes, he did write them. They are dark, which is probably why I liked it. If you haven't noticed already, I have a dark and sarcastic sense of humor. And this movie was called Stonehurst Asylum. It's on Amazon Prime. And no, Amazon Prime is not paying me to talk about this. I love Jim Sturgis and I will watch anything with him in it. But Stonehurst Asylum is based on this story by Poe, and essentially you don't know who is supposed to be a patient at the asylum and who isn't. And that's really all I can tell you without giving you the whole plot line and ruining the whole movie. So if you're into that sort of thing, go and watch it. Edgar Allan Poe died at 5 a.m. on October 7th, 1849 in Washington College Hospital. He was just 40 years old. Despite numerous rumors, educated guesses, and investigations over the last 170 plus years, no one has been able to say with any certainty what caused the poet's death. And I've done a lot of research into this, and there are some really, really good theories and very plausible ones, as well as some more unusual, more unusual and unlikely stories. And I'm going to share some of the best ones with you in just a moment. But first of all, I want to go back a week and a half to September 27th, 1849, where this timeline seems to start and leads up to Poe's inevitable death. At this point in his life, Poe is engaged to his childhood sweetheart, Sarah Elmira Royster. They live in Richmond, Virginia. Poe leaves on September 27th for Philadelphia to print some new poetry, And then he's going to go to New York City 
where he keeps a house and collect his aunt to then return to Richmond to get married to Sarah. Now, prior to being engaged to Sarah, he had actually lost his first wife and had taken it pretty hard. Multiple sources described him as being increasingly unstable from that point onwards. And another woman who he was engaged to prior to Sarah, after his wife died, cited his increased drinking and odd behavior for having broken off the engagement. Now he leaves and he is not heard from again for a whole week. October 3rd, 1849, Poe is found in a gutter outside a tavern in Baltimore that is also being used as a polling place for the sheriff's elections. He was delirious and in someone else's ragged clothing. They know this because it was clothing that didn't fit him and was not his style. Again, if you are familiar with Poe and his depictions, he has a very certain sense of dress. Gives the name of a doctor acquaintance who lives in the city before he is taken to the hospital to local passersby. One of them goes and writes this note and takes it to the doctor, and it reads, Baltimore City, October 3rd, 1849. Dear Sir, there is a gentleman rather the worse for wear at Ryan's Fourth Ward Poles, who goes by the cognomen of Edgar Allan Poe, and who appears to be in great distress. And he says he is acquainted with you. He is in need of some immediate assistance. Yours in haste, W. Walker, to Dr. J. E. Snodgrass. Now, of course, the doctor goes immediately to the hospital to try and see what has happened to his friend, but he doesn't get very many answers. Between October 4th and 6th of 1849, Poe is in and out of consciousness at the hospital. When he does wake up, he experiences terrible visual hallucinations. Dr. Snodgrass and Dr. Moran, who is the attending physician both commented on the unkempt look of Poe, that he was dirty in ill-fitting clothing that were not his, and he, like I said, was always known for dressing well. So they both note this as something out of character. Now, Poe wasn't super well-known, but after publishing The Raven, which, by the way, he was only paid a total of $9 for, he had become a bit of a household name. So it's not completely illogical that this Dr. Moran would have been somewhat familiar with him. But this is where it gets weird. Dr. Moran starts denying any visitors to see Poe. And so he becomes the only account of Poe in his last and final hours of his life. But his story changes continuously throughout the rest of his own life. And so the validity of this account has been called into question numerous times. In addition to this, there are no surviving hospital documents or even a death certificate that we currently know about. Dr. Moran claimed that Poe repeatedly called out the name Reynolds when he was lucid. No one knows for sure, A, if this is true, or B, who he was exactly referring to, if it is true. But historian's best guess is that if he was referring to a real person, it could have been J.N. Reynolds, a newspaper editor in Baltimore, or Henry R. Reynolds, a poll watcher at the location that Poe had been found. And this becomes a really important point later on. 
Dr. Moran also reported that Poe asked him to shoot him in the head to alleviate his suffering. So essentially, Poe was asking Dr. Moran for an assisted suicide. Dr. Moran says, of course, that he refused to do that. And the morning of October 7th, 1849, Poe died in the very early hours. Dr. Moran reported that his last words were, quote, Lord, help my poor soul, end quote. The very next day on October 8th, a small funeral was held in Baltimore. His next of kin never even made a death announcement, so only about 10 people were in attendance. Apparently, it was a dark and gloomy day, not raining, but just kind of raw and threatening, according to someone in attendance. The Reverend decided not to even say a sermon because the crowd was so small, and the whole thing only lasted three minutes. So Poe would be in a simple mahogany coffin, buried in the Westminster Hall and Burying Ground, which is now a part of the University of Maryland School of Law, To further add to this tragedy, Poe's headstone was destroyed in a train crash, and no one thought to order a new one. Poe would be in that same spot for decades, until October 1st, 1875, and then he would be moved to a grave that is more prominent and was finally given a proper headstone, 26 years after he was originally buried. To celebrate Poe in a bigger way, on October 10th, 2009, a second funeral was held in Baltimore with people who acted as poets and Poe's friends, a replica coffin, and a full-size wax figure of Poe was also in attendance. Kind of odd, but I guess he finally got his proper funeral. Now, since then, all kinds of theories have popped up, and... Like I said at the beginning, we will likely never have the answers to this, especially not without a credible death certificate or any of the documents from the hospital. The leading theories are, first of all, a suicide attempt. Poe had suffered from depression and a year prior in 1848, he had taken an overdose of laudanum, which is an opiate of sorts. And again, if you've listened to my show before, if you're familiar with this time period, this is not an uncommon thing. People accidentally overdosed on laudanum all the time. And in Poe's case, it's unclear that if he intentionally overdosed or unintentionally overdosed. This is a theory that was supported by a team at Lancaster University over in the UK, and an assistant professor in behavioral analytics there published a paper this last February. In February 2020, he led an analysis of all of the writing Poe had done. So public writing, things that were published, and also his private writings that we have access to. By doing this, they were able to track when Poe likely would have been experiencing spikes in depressive moods and behaviors based on his writing, his tone, all of these different factors that went into it. So they claimed in this study that Poe was in a depressive spiral at the end of his life. And that combined with other high risk factors would not take suicide out of the question, that it could be a possibility Of course, just analyzing writing, you can't always tell, but it does give us a little bit more insight into 
what was going on in Poe's head and Poe's world at the time. And of course, this is supported by statements from his friends and family and other people that were observing him at the time. Because remember, many people had said that he was acting oddly, that he was drinking a lot, that he was taking drugs, he was taking unnecessary risks. And while those aren't always signs, it's not out of the question. Those those things look differently for every single person. And in 1849, their handle on depression, suicide, anxiety, those types of things, not quite there yet. Now, I will provide a link to this study because I think it's fascinating in all of the show notes and on the website. I really, if you're interested in Poe and you're interested in this kind of analysis, go and check it out. They did so much work on this. Um, So big shout out to Lancaster Uni. A second theory, and probably this one of the most popular theories that is out there as far as what happened to Poe, was that he was the victim of some sort of crime. And there are numerous possibilities and claims here, including claims that he was murdered either by a beating or poison or all different things. And this could have been for numerous reasons. Again, Poe wasn't, I would say, super recognizable or super well known at this point, but he had become a little bit of a household name with some of his published works. Now, the most credible of all of the claims that he was a victim of a crime is that given where he was found, he was a victim of the practice known as cooping. Cooping was really common in the 19th century, and this is where a person would be kidnapped, given drugs and alcohol, and made to go and vote over and over again. And that was to hopefully ensure that one candidate would win over another. This would also explain the unusual clothes he was in, because every time they would send him back, he couldn't look exactly the same. That would be suspicious, if the doctor was telling the truth. It also explains why he might have been shouting out Reynolds. That might have been his kidnapper or even murderer. Third theory actually comes from some of the comments made surrounding his reinterment in 1875. There were several comments made about how people could hear something rolling around in his skull. Remember, the coffin was in bad shape. It was a cheap coffin to begin with, so it was falling apart when they were trying to reinter him. So this is part of the reason they know what his skull sounded like and that there was something in there. They didn't want to disrespect him, so they didn't go any further into exactly seeing what that was. And although they dug him up at some point later... They couldn't tell at that point. Scientists suggested what they heard rolling around in his skull in his skull that they thought was something in his head could have been a brain tumor. This would have accounted for his odd behavior and his change in demeanor and makes a little bit of sense, honestly. And if it was causing a sort of cancer or pressure or something could account for his untimely death. The fourth suggestion or the fourth most most credible theory, I'll say, was that it was some sort of poisoning from either lead or mercury. Now, this one has mostly been ruled out because they did do hair tests in the 90s and found that there wasn't enough of these substances in there, although he did have higher higher amounts indicating that he was likely taking some sort of medication. And honestly, I don't know which of these I think is the most likely. 
It also could have been some sort of combination. There's no reason that he couldn't have been suffering from a brain tumor and also the victim of cooping. Unfortunately, we'll just never know. What do you think happened? I'm really curious. Let me know on my social media. Send me a DM. Write a comment. It could have been something entirely spooky and we want to believe that because of the kind of person that Poe was or at least the kind of person that Poe was perceived to be through his writing or it could have been something fairly typical and sadly we'll just never know find me on twitter and tiktok at dark nostalgia underscore and instagram and facebook at dark nostalgia works Everything is on the website at darknostalgiaworks.com, including all of the links to the interesting things that I found. And that is all I have for you this week. So thank you once again for joining me. Keep your ears out for the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.